Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, each and everyone who are joining in with us today. We thank God, we bless God, and we praise God for each and every one of you. We would like to take this opportunity to welcome you to this day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And we welcome you to a morning walk in God's word. Amen, amen, and amen. Today we are continuing with our walk through the book of Isaiah. We are in Isaiah chapter 36 in its entirety. And as always, we're coming from the message version. And it reads, In the 14th year of King Hezekiah, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, made war on all the fortress cities of Judah and took them. Then the king of Assyria sent his general, the Rabshakeh, accompanied by a huge army from Lachish to Jerusalem to King Hezekiah. The general stopped at the aqueduct where it empties into the upper pool on the road to the public laundry. Three men went out to meet him. Eliakim, son of Helakai, in charge of the palace. Shebna, the secretary. And Joah, son of Asif, the official historian. The Rabshakeh said to them, Tell Hezekiah that the great king, the king of Assyria, says this. What kind of backing do you think you have against me? You're bluffing and I'm calling your bluff. Your words are no match for my weapons. What kind of backup do you have now that you've rebelled against me? Egypt? Don't make me laugh. Egypt is a rubber crutch. Lean on Egypt and you'll end up flat on your face. That's all Pharaoh king of Egypt is to anyone who leans on him. And if you try to tell me we're leaning on our God, isn't it a bit late? Hasn't Hezekiah just gotten rid of all the places of worship telling you you've got to worship at this altar? Be reasonable. Face the facts. My master, the king of Assyria, will give you 2,000 horses if you can put riders on them. You can't do it, can you? So how do you think, depending on flimsy Egypt's chariots and riders, you can stand up against even the lowest-ranking captain in my master's army? And besides, do you think I came all this way to destroy this land without first getting God's blessing? It was your God who told me, make war on this land, destroy it. Elikim, Shebna, and Joah answered the Rabshakeh, Please talk to us in Aramaic. We understand Aramaic. Don't talk to us in Hebrew with an earshot of all the people gathered around. But the Rabshakeh replied, Do you think my master has sent me to give this message to your master and you, but not also to the people clustered here? It's their fate that's at stake. They're the ones who are going to end up eating their own excrement and drinking their own urine. Then the Rapshikah stood up and called out loudly in Hebrew, the common language. Listen to the message of the great king. 
the king of Assyria. Don't listen to Hezekiah's lies. He can't save you. And don't pay any attention to Hezekiah's pious sermons telling you to lean on God, telling you God will save us, depend on it. God won't let the city fall to the king of Assyria. Don't listen to Hezekiah. Listen to the king of Assyria's offer. Make peace with me. Come and join me. Everyone will end up with a good life, with plenty of land and water, and eventually something far better. I'll turn you loose in wide open spaces with more than enough fertile and productive land for everyone. Don't let Hezekiah mislead you with his lies. God will save us. Has that ever happened? Has any God in history ever gotten the best of the king of Assyria? Look around you. What are the gods of Hamath and Arpad, the gods of Sepharim? Did the gods do anything for Samaria? Name one god that has ever saved its countries from me. So what makes you think that God could save Jerusalem from me? The three men were silent. They said nothing for the king had already commanded, don't answer him. Then Elakim, son of Helka, the palace administrator, Shebna, the secretary, and Joah, son of Asaph, the court historian, tearing their clothes in defeat and despair, went back and reported what the Rapshikah had said to Hezekiah. Amen, amen, and amen. That was Isaiah chapter 36 in its entirety and we know that the word of the Lord is already blessed. Hallelujah God. This particular scripture that we read today shows conflict once again coming to the children of Israel. And when this conflict comes, just like the enemy does, he tries to convince you not to listen to the person who's telling you to lean on God. He tries to tell you not to listen to the person that is telling you that God can make a way. But I'm here to decree and declare in the mighty name of Jesus that the tricks of the enemy are no longer working on the people of God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus, for we know that God is with us. We know that God keeps us. We know that God protects us. We know that God provides for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, it is once more and again that we, your handmaid servants, come humbly yet boldly before your throne of glory. We come first and foremost, Father God, to repent of any sins we may have committed, sins of omission as well as sins of commission. Lord, sins through thought, deed, or action, wherever you see fault, find fault in us, Father. We come before you asking for forgiveness, casting them before your feet, asking you to clean us up asking that you will cast it into yonder sea of forgetfulness that it not rise up against us in that day of judgment 
Then, Father God, we come blessing and praising your name. We come thanking you for touching us with the finger of mercy and love and waking us up from last night's rest. We come thanking you for the breath that we are breathing in and the blood that runneth warm through our veins. We come thanking you for the brand new mercies that you promised us are ours throughout this day. We come thanking you, Father, for all that you have done, all that you are doing and all that we are believing you to do. We come thanking you, Father God, for the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. We come thanking you, Father God, for your word, which is a lamp on our feet and a light on our path. We come thanking you, Father God, because you who watches over Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. We just come blessing and praising your name this morning, God. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. We ask God that you, as you look down on your people, that you look at those who are brokenhearted today, Lord, that you look on those who are grieving today, Lord, that you will bring comfort unto them in the mighty name of Jesus, God. We ask that those who are sick, you will release a spirit of healing upon them right now in the mighty name of Jesus, God. Those who are lonely, Father God, we ask that you will touch them even now, Father God. Let them know that they are not alone. Let them know, God, that you are with them right now, God. Yea, even in the midst of what they may be going through, you are with them. You will guide them. You will protect them if they will only keep their trust in you. Hallelujah, God. We say thank you for the victories. We ask God that you will give us the opportunity throughout this day to share our testimony of the goodness of the Lord. We ask that you will give us an opportunity to share the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ with someone as we travel. We ask that you will bring us home at the end of our day safely to our family, our loved ones. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. We would like to thank each and every one for joining in with us for our morning walk in God's word. And now that we have taken our morning walk in God's word, we pray that as you go throughout your day, that God's word will not just walk with you, but will work through you and that you will have a blessed, prosperous, Holy Ghost filled day in Jesus name on purpose. Know that we love you, but more importantly, God loves you most. We pray that you be blessed. And if it be God's will, we'll see you tomorrow in the a.m. for another walk in God's word. God bless you and be blessed.